Welcome, everything is fine. You are listening to Forking Bullshirt, the Good Place podcast. I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. We'll be the architects of your journey into the afterlife. This week, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 10, Chidi's Choice. This episode was written by Demi Adijuwebe. He's best known as the co-host of the Gilmore Guys podcast. I actually haven't really listened to that podcast. I tried, but Gilmore Girls was one of those shows that I like to really binge and not think too hard about. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So podcast turned writer. Yeah, he's done some writing and he's done a bit of acting, I believe, as well. Cool. Yeah. Maybe we've got a future. Maybe. Maybe we're going to write episodes of The Good Place and solve all these issues with Janet. Season six. That's us. (laughs) Yeah, totally. This episode was directed by Linda Mendoza. And this episode aired January 5th, 2017. So this was the first episode after their long break. Mm -hmm, Almost two months. Mm -hmm. So do you want to just get right into it? Dive into it. All right. Head first. Okay, you go ahead. Jason discloses his identity to Tahani. (laughs) I'm sorry, is this a mystery novel? Jason discloses his identity to Tahani and asks her... Am I reading it or are you? ...to keep his secret. (laughs) Here we go. Jason discloses his identity to Tahani and asks her to keep his secret. Michael gathers the others and asks them to create an argument that will convince Sean to allow fake Eleanor to stay in the good place. Chidi works with Michael, but has difficulty making decisions. In a flashback, a young Chidi is vexed when he's asked to choose classmates for his soccer team. Meanwhile, real Eleanor deduces that fake Eleanor is in love with Chidi and suggests that she should be honest with him. Yeah, so that's a lot, because there's kind of a lot going on right at the beginning of the episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, immediately the episode starts, and I'm going to ask you to name your top Fast and Furious movies, because Jason starts the episode (laughs) listing his top, and there are eight, I believe, Mm -hmm. so you've got to go from the top. (laughs) Vivian Uh... has extensively watched... One of the Fast and Furious movies? One. One. I have seen clips here and there of other ones. I saw one in theaters because you really wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And I said, fine. And the only way I could watch the movie is if I headcanoned that they were all cyborgs because it made no sense to me that they could, like, drive off a a hundred foot story whatever building and still... Live like you it made no sense. That. They had no, you missed okay. that part because you went to the washroom. She those missed the movies, best part of the movie. Those movies just don't make sense to me. And then they are in crashes that should kill them reasonably, like make their bodies just explode. But they walk out of you know a pile of rubble with some smoke in the background and maybe like a couple <laughs> of I don't know flames, and they have like the Hollywood scratches on their face and a little bit of dirt and they're like that was a rough ride (laughs) no no they've Uh -uh. got roll cages i'm sure (laughs) okay name them list them literally i don't know that's fine i liked i liked i like to hear this (laughs) from my what (laughs) the fact that you've seen one of them i like to hear your list and then i'll be like wow that's really close (laughs) you know how it goes well jason's okay how many movies are there there's eight 
There's eight. Okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, because I don't know. <laughs> That's what you get out of nice. me. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you mine, because it's it's similar to Jason's. Okay, oh, Well, not really, but it'll just be quick. Four, <laughs> three, one, five, six, seven, eight, two. Okay. I really did not like Too Fast, Too Furious. And I really like too bad, because that's a pretty good name. I know. But I loved number three, Tokyo Drift. Mm. A lot of people did not, but I like it because there's a lot of Han in it, and Han is amazing. Anyway, moving on to the episode. Yeah, if you like Fast and Furious, <laughs> you can chat up Jason about it. I will stare blankly ahead. Yeah. Okay, so, moving back to the episode. Um, did you like this episode? Yeah, I did. I thought it was fun. It was a bit different than the rest of the it's episodes. definitely different. Um, it's really focused on the romances, but in a way it's kind of nice because we're doing a lot in this episode with that. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, hey, we know that it's happening. We know that you guys are probably thinking about these things, you know, who's meant to be with who and Let's all of just that. address it all at once. Yeah, and kind of get it out of the way before our last three episodes mm-hmm. when we're really going to get into the meat of the show mm-hmm. right um so i do appreciate that and i like that we're exploring different options it's not just oh okay well chidi was told that real eleanor is his soulmate and that's the end of the story like mm-hmm. we're exploring the option that his real soulmate could be the fake eleanor or could be tahani uh we're exploring the idea that maybe eleanor like, fake Eleanor and somehow Jason are soulmates. Like, they were meant to be together. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and then we're getting some really good moments between Jason and Janet and Eleanor and Tahani in this episode. So, mm-hmm. I like it for the the little character work and all the funny jokes. Uh, but it's not particularly deep on a philosophical level. Yeah, it felt pretty lighthearted. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, I laugh at this episode every single time I watch it. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah, there's some great moments. So. So, Eleanor's gotta be bi, right? Because, I mean, as soon as <laughs> real Eleanor doesn't hit on her, but she misinterprets it, right? She's like, well, you know, I could be into that. It's like a narcissistic fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And she kind of flirts a little bit with Tahani at certain points. Like, well, her tone is flirtatious she calls her like hot stuff and she says she's like a sexy rapunzel you know mm-hmm. so there's flirty moments in there i like I don't it think she wants to be tied down to one gender no i don't think so she's open to everybody sure yeah i like that it's nice <laughs> i actually decided to make a poll and i put it up on twitter and reddit and tumblr uh to see who was the most popular couple and it turns out that Tahani and Eleanor are first. <laughs> they have like 10 points more than uh, the couple right below them, which is Eleanor and Chidi. Of course. Which I'm glad to see because I was starting to feel like I was really in the minority. Mm-hmm. That maybe they just were not a big ship here somehow. And I was like, how is it possible? But it turns out that Chidi and Tahani are, like, not a thing at all. We Which had is weird. We, we because had three people vote for them. And one of them was me. Oh, honey. I like them together. <laughs> I think they're really sweet. Okay. But, you know, we don't really have too many moments apart from this episode. Yeah. But I really like them. I like them as a potential. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I also kind of wished that there was more moments with Eleanor and Tahani in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. Or that they had even thought about that in this episode, like considered it. Yeah. Which yeah, they that didn't at all. Nice. Which I was a little frustrated with. It would have been nice to see that as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Just Eleanor briefly contemplating it, maybe. Yeah, that would have been nice. I think that would have been a good idea. Yeah. And actually, Kristen Bell was asked at the end of the season by someone on Twitter, uh, is Eleanor bisexual? And she said, well, I hope she is. And I hope that's something that we explore. Mm-hmm. So rooting for that. Like, let's make it a real thing. Yeah. So that would be nice. Not just, just imply. Yeah, just don't just dance around the, the possibility. So we're going to watch out for that, for sure. Well, I'm definitely going to well, watch yeah. out for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to see that possibility be explored, but they're also not at all exploring the possibility of Jason and Chidi, which I think makes more sense just because their personalities do not make any sense together. And they have... Well, technically neither do Eleanor and Tahani. But they're similar. I think they're similar type of people, okay. whereas Jason is an idiot. Like, he's supposed <laughs> to be an idiot, right? right. And then Chidi is this... In- like super anxious intellectual they just don't really make sense together plus they don't have a lot of screen time together that's true so i think it was more because of their characters and not because of their gender that they just didn't bother to uh to explore that possibility and it is touched on that eleanor is not stupid Mm. she's definitely an intelligent person who just makes who just doesn't like people yeah so yeah she i could definitely see her with tahani over Chidi and Jason. Okay. We get some great lines from Jason this episode. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites is when he's talking to Tahani about, I got to do what my parole officer says and just keep quiet or else they're going to throw a book at me. <laughs> the book. <laughs> it's not a book. They're not going to just chuck a dictionary at you or like, hey, a here's Harry a copy Potter. of Catcher in the Rye. Whoopam! <laughs> Actually, it would be probably number five Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix, because that thing mm. is like a fridge. So, yeah, it's it's the book, not a book, Jason. Come on. Oh, he's such a sweet little moron. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. It is a bit ridiculous that everybody is so eager to help him or like just doesn't want to disclose his identity. At this point, because he's lied to Tahani. He's made things difficult for Eleanor and for Chidi. And I was a little bit surprised to see that Tahani didn't immediately go tell Michael who he is. You know, because he's not remorseful. Yeah, I was just surprised that she didn't want to tell Michael. Do you think her pride got in her way? Like she's embarrassed that he hoodwinked her? No, I don't think so. I think it's probably because there's a lot going on with Michael. I think if everything that was happening with Eleanor wasn't going on at the moment, then she might take it to Michael. But I think it's just feeling a little bit frustrated. Maybe that like, yeah, she was duped, I guess. But And also, yeah. almost immediately after her trying to get to know Jason better, she has the epiphany like, oh, maybe it's Cheaty. So she runs over to Cheaty. Yeah, she so, gets distracted. Yeah, she does get distracted. Yeah. And... Yeah, she gets distracted just like fake Eleanor gets totally distracted from her mission in this episode by Cheaty. Yep. Cheaty, you're distracting everybody. Look at that face. A handsome face is distracting people. Michael's right. He's ruining everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. No, no, no. 
So we see some more Chidi flashbacks. Mm-hmm. We get a little bit more Chidi flashbacks. Young Chidi. Yeah. What do you think of our first flashback? I don't think it works. No? Because the school bell rings like a minute and a half later. So it doesn't even matter if he chose a team member because they didn't have time to play soccer anyway. So... But we are to assume that he has spent like his 15 minute recess or 20 minute recess doing all of this. Which is even more unbelievable because if you've ever been outside a recess with your friends, they will not take somebody waiting that long. No, They'll be like, you know what? You are not captured anymore. I'm going to pick some people because you suck. True or or possibility here. Listen to me. Hear me out. Jason, calm down. (laughs) Um... What if they had played before and then Chidi became captain? But, like, kids don't really pay attention to, like, how long they've been outside. That's they, don't, true. they don't walk around with watches. That's true. They're not paying attention. They do that kind of stuff all the time. Sure. This flashback kind of annoys me because it's just, it doesn't seem like a child would ever be like this. Mm-hmm. They could be Thinking anxious. About all these things. But saying things like, well, I have to consider athletic strategies and the fragile egos of my classmates and gender politics. And then talking about making a gesture towards women's equality. And I'm just like, what? Okay, no. How old are you? Like, this just seems unrealistic. But then one of the kids right at the end is like, you filibustered recess. Also unrealistic. (laughs) I love that line because, (laughs) guys, I recently learned what filibustering was. I definitely don't follow politics. So, yeah. But it just made the joke so much better because it's so unlike something that a kid would ever say, ever. Mm -hmm. Unless your dad is like Obama or something. I did appreciate that the signs at the school, like the posters and the signs for the washroom, are in French. Because Chidi likely went to elementary school in Senegal. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Paying attention to the background. Good for you. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it might have been nice to have the children speak French and include subtitles in the flashbacks. Mm. But I get the logistical reason for not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were first watching this episode, what did you think when the real Eleanor tells fake Eleanor that she's in love with Chidi? Did you believe it? Did you think, oh, dang, that's where the show is going? Like, No, what was I totally reaction? bought it because it makes sense. Okay. Eleanor's emotions, she gets connected to Chidi and all these kind things that they've done with each other and done for each other. It makes sense. Okay. Like, hey, you know, you're saying all these things. You have feelings for him. I think you're in love with him. It was important for Eleanor to realize that on her own, too, after being told. Right. Denying it and then coming mm-hmm. to the conclusion herself, like, 30 seconds later. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's so annoying. And then suddenly start listing all these endearing qualities and things that she likes about him. Crap. He doesn't annoy me at all. I just, I just love him. Yeah. All the things that she says annoy her about Chidi are either really easily fixed things or things that don't matter very much. Like yeah. his Clark Kent glasses. Um, hello, have you looked at Clark Kent? He's beautiful. Um, <laughs> his eyebrow raising when he says. No, but like the, the yeah, the eyebrow raising, that's like a little quirk that you exactly. would end up finding endearing. Right. And his extensive turtleneck collection. If you really hate turtlenecks that much, you could ask him not to wear them. Archer wears turtlenecks, and Archer is a handsome man. He is a handsome man. I also like her mention of turtlenecks because I believe she mentions it in a previous episode. Like, oh, that 
why don't you put on one of those beige turtlenecks of yours that I love so much? (laughs) And I was like, ha ha. I knew it. That was when they were (laughs) fighting when uh, Bart and Nina come over. Yeah. And then she goes on into this whole thing about he never makes fun of me, which is really nice. And he's also incredibly patient and kind and surprisingly jacked. And then she's like, oh, fork, I love Chidi. And that's the important stuff, right? That's the important stuff in a relationship and a friendship. It was very sweet. That displays that she's aware of it, too. And that she She can appreciate those things about him, which is growth, I think, for her. I don't think she would have ever thought to really talk about somebody that way before. She's opening up. Yeah, she's To somebody she doesn't even really know. Yeah. And about a big feeling. Yeah. That's that's pretty brave for Eleanor. And Bamba John is just sitting there smiling the entire time. Like a sweetheart that he is. Oh. The actor who plays Bamba John is named Bamba John. Bamba John Bamba. Yeah. Actually. Bamba John Bamba. Which is pretty great. It is. Yeah. He's very sweet and he gives her a little hug and she's like, oh, yeah, that does help, actually. (laughs) So my impression of this is that real Eleanor is okay with fake Eleanor confessing her feelings because she feels secure in this soulmate system. Yeah, and she's such a great person. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's such a great person that she would give up her soulmate. It's just more, oh, well, honey, I know he's going to reject you anyway, so you can go ahead. That's how I see it. But not in a snarky way like that. No, no, I, (laughs) no, I guess not. But more like, I feel secure in our relationship. I know he wouldn't have feelings for you. It's like if you're married to somebody and you know that your husband is good looking and your friend says... You know, your husband is hot. And be like, you know, he is. That's great. Yeah, but it's one step further. It's your friend saying that she loves your husband. Yeah. That's getting weird. Yep. You know? That takes a really comfortable, confident relationship to be able to tell your friend you can say that to your husband. Yeah, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be a little weird. (laughs) I would not. Um... I don't know if I would feel that secure in this system. I don't think anybody would. That No, it, to me, it's like, who are you? Like, Mother Teresa? Like, back off. Yeah, um, but that's what I think they're trying to show us with real Eleanor being this figure of pristine perfection. Yeah, I don't buy it at all. Yeah. I don't like that she's this perfect because it makes no sense to me. Like, people still have emotions. They still feel, like, jealousy and worry... And for her to have just met Chidi and still be like, no, that's fine. Woman who has spent, you know, her entire afterlife with him and has grown really close to him. That's fine. That's fine. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not, no, that would not happen. All right, we'll move on. Jason admits that Chidi made the painting for Tahani. Eleanor confesses her feelings to Chidi, followed immediately by Tahani, who believes Chidi is in love with her. Hmm. So we get an extended uh, moment here where Tahani asks Jason, what were you doing all those times you were meditating? Or you said you were meditating? If I say it, you can't unhear it. So masturbation. Probably. I mean... Gross. Not a fan. I don't like (laughs) masturbation jokes. I think they're kind of stupid. Lowbrow. Yeah. But coming from Jason, it makes sense. I guess. But it just seems like he would just kind of say it or stay quiet. But to him, for him to say, 
well, if I say it, you can't unhear it, it's like, uh, let's not. Anyway. I thought it was funny. Okay, of course you would. <laughs> My type of humor. Just no the way doubt. Jason says it is like, I'm so sorry, but if I say it, oh boy. Just lie. Anyway. He can't lie. He could just stay quiet. At this moment, if he just stayed quiet, it would be better. I would have liked that as well. I was thinking that if he had stayed quiet and like stared her in the face, like, come on. You know what I was doing. Yeah, I think I would have liked that better. Because this came off as too, like, weirdly suave. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know. Maybe suave's not the right word, but that's all I can think of right now. So then we get into Chidi's first real decision dilemma, where he can't pick between using a pen and a paper and using a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. What do you think are the pros and cons of using a pen and paper versus a whiteboard? Oh my god. You know, so, I'm, no, I'm thinking about it. I was like, okay, so what really is there? And then I started thinking, all right, so with a whiteboard marker, you can obviously write everything down, but then when you need more room, you have to wipe stuff off. With a paper, you just keep using paper. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But the thing about paper is that you're wasting paper by writing on it. Yes. Right. And then that this contributes is to, I know, these are things that shouldn't matter. Because he should be able to get a whiteboard that's, like, giant that he wouldn't need to worry about You could that. also write on paper while you're sitting down at a desk, whereas mm-hmm. you have to be standing to write on the whiteboard. And maybe his legs will get tired. Right. Or maybe, maybe his arm if, will cramp if up. If he's sitting, maybe his butt will go numb. Mm-hmm. These are all things to consider if you're cheaty. What would you choose? Right now, pick. Whiteboard. There you go. Yeah? I would pick whiteboard as well. Yeah. I would definitely pick whiteboard. Because if you make a mistake, you can just wipe it off with your wrist. Yes. And I get really annoyed using a pen on a paper. And then if I make a mistake, I have to scratch it out instead of erasing it. And that drives me crazy. You could just use a pencil. I have literally rewritten pages of stuff because I had to scratch out like a sentence on a piece of paper. And I got so frustrated with it. I look at it and I'm like, mm, no, no. You couldn't, this like, simply won't do. White out? Okay. <laughs> that no was like a whisper. Like that little tiny line. No. That was my no. Okay. No. Um, so I do have a question I wanted to ask you. Why do you think that Eleanor is so unsure when she tells Chidi that she loves him? Because she says, well, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But she's... Why do you think that is? It could be because she has never loved anybody. It also could be she's never felt these emotions before, so she isn't sure whether it's love or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first one. I think she's never really loved anybody before. So you don't think it's because she's not actually in love with Chidi? I think she's in love with him. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, Jason, that made my heart happy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> she makes the case against herself later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, I'm just all caught up in all these emotions. I thought Jason was my soulmate, blah, 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 blah. I think she convinced herself out of it. She associated those feelings with just, you know, friendly love. Mm-hmm. Like how you can love a best friend. Yeah. But I think she actually loves him. Okay. I think she does too. And I think, like you said, um, is it's probably because she's never actually been in love with anyone before. Mm-hmm. And the first time I think that you're in love with someone can be really confusing. Right. And you might start to wonder like, well, when should I be in love with them? Or what does it feel like to be in love with someone? And the problem with love... How do I know? Yeah, exactly. How do I know that I'm in love with 
so-and-so. And the problem is that love feels different to everybody. Yeah, so don't listen to what people say. How do I know if I'm in love? Well, here's three, a list you can go through. And if you check off four out of five boxes and you're in love. You just, no, there's no website, there's no guide, there's no book you read. It's just something you know. Yeah, I think it's just something you know. And if you don't know, maybe wait a little bit. Maybe you'll know next week. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised that Eleanor was so quick to tell him? No, because she doesn't seem the type to be embarrassed or ashamed. She tells people how she feels. She always has. She's very rash with people and upfront, whether it's about hating them or maybe loving them. She doesn't beat around the bush. Yeah. And I think it helps that she's in a situation where she feels like, I'm telling you this because I have to get it off my chest, but I expect nothing. Yeah. You know, she doesn't, she's not actually thinking about, oh, well, what if Chidi says he loves me too? Or what if he says he doesn't love me back? She's just thinking, I need to tell him that's it. He can do the information what he wants. I just have to tell him. Yeah. And I think once you remove the possibility of things, something actually happening, it becomes a lot less scary in a way. Because you already know the answer. Exactly. Or at least she feels like she does, right? Well, she doesn't need an answer. I think she doesn't feel like there could be another answer. I don't think she's actually considering the possibility that Chidi might love her as well. I think she's telling him believing full well that he will go with still be in Eleanor. love with real Eleanor right. and that he'll probably look at her weird and go, what? She's in love with me? What a weirdo. Or like, you don't love no. me. Yeah. And then just be like, well, we are student and teacher. So Eleanor, keep those thoughts to yourself, or, lady. Ha ha ha. What a <laughs> laughing matter. <laughs> Except don't do that. If somebody tells you they love you, don't laugh at them because that sucks. And what did you think about Tahani's confession of love? Just like everything that Tahani says, it was about her. Yeah, totally self-centered. It wasn't about Chidi at all. It was about Chidi being in love with her. Mm-hmm. And not, I have feelings for you, you make me happy. Nope, nothing like that. And I think it's all very surface level stuff. It's like, we are both sophisticates and we both like Degas. And we think that museums in France are amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is why we could be soulmates. Like, they've barely spent any time together. Yeah. And what time they have spent together hasn't been deep and meaningful. No, they went on a triple date. Yeah. And it was awkward as heck. Yes, it was. In an amusing way. Yes. For me. Um, But it's kind of funny. Like, she doesn't even consider real Eleanor at this moment. It's like, what does she think is going to happen? She right. knows that real Eleanor is here now. And his soulmate. Yeah. But maybe she is completely disregarding soulmates because of Jason. That's possible. So nothing is cemented down. People are up for grabs left, right, and center. Well, then. Snatch okay. him up when you get a chance. You want to be my soulmate? Hey, you can be my soulmate. Dude, random dude walking down the street? My soulmate. <laughs> But she can't just go taking everybody's soulmates. Why not? Maybe they screwed up everybody's. Yeah, I guess so. All right, let's get to the beginning of our next couple. Jason is worried, and Janet helps cheer him up. 
Chidi asks Michael for advice regarding his true soulmate, while fake Eleanor and Tahani bond. In a flashback, Chidi insists that he can be decisive as a best man for his friend's wedding. Oh, Chidi. Oh, Chidi, no, no you, you can't. can't. <sighs> <sighs> okay, alright, I watched this episode several times, obviously, to write my notes, and I get it. It's frustrating. Like, I would find it frustrating for somebody to not be able to make a decision about what they want to eat. I would stop asking them to hang out with me. I would stop asking them questions. I think that it would be fine to hang out with them. I would just have to make all the decisions. But then I'd feel kind of like That gets a dictator, old really right? quickly, yeah. Yeah. It is kind of remarkable that uh, Uzo stuck around for as long as he did. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Jason's confession of love to Janet in this episode? We have just, confessions like left, right, and center in this episode. It's just the whole thing is romance. Mm-hmm. Just like everything that Jason does, it's spontaneous mm-hmm. and not thought out. No, not at all. Just like Janet's response to him. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Done. That was easy. Do you think it's sweet that he hadn't really thought about it? And he's just being impulsive? Kind of. Okay. I think but also not. <laughs> Jason is the ob- like Jason is a complete opposite of Chidi, right? Yeah. He doesn't think anything through. That's exactly. the problem. Yeah. Is if you smush the two of them together, you might get someone who can make decisions. Ooh, you would get a good person. You get a very interesting person, someone who likes to be spontaneous and is also really smart and who can make decisions but doesn't tend to overthink things. Yeah. Be a good oh, balance. Interesting. Be like a super person. GD. JCD. Chidi son. Chidi son. It's like some kind Cheeson? of. Cheeson? Cheeson. Chidi son. Jahidi. Jahidi? Oh. Jahidi? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Tahani and Jahidi. Anyway. <laughs> And of course, Janet again is saying to Jason that the only reason she's being nice to him and trying to cheer him up because he's sad is because she's programmed to be nice to everyone. Exactly. And it's like, do you not hear that? Did you just completely bypass that? He doesn't listen. Yeah. He doesn't, like, he hears it, but he's not hearing it. And then we flash back to Eleanor and Tahani And they're right about to have that, like, classic girl fight over a guy. Yep. And Eleanor says, well, if he doesn't pick me, I'm gonna start throwing stuff. (laughs) I love that line. Love it. Perfect delivery. A little jealous. Yeah, a little jealous, a little bit indignant. Mm Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention the movie reference from the last scene with Tahani and Chidi when she's expressing her love. Oh, yes. Where she says, I'm just a girl towering over a man, asking him to admit that he loves her. Which is, of course, a Notting Hill reference. I do, I did recognize that it was a quote. Yeah. But I didn't know from where it was from. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. original quote is, I'm just a girl standing in front of a man, asking him to love her. Um, I thought it was a great adaptation of that quote. mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Or that she, I like that she recognizes that she's so much taller than he is. Too, towering over a man when you're watching that scene that the way they scene. film it yeah 
they really make Chidi look tiny next to her. It's bizarre because you've seen them in scenes before and they don't really seem to be like of that different heights. The way they framed it, I think, is supposed to emphasize how it's all about Tahani. Yeah. She's the focal point of the entire frame. It's all about her asking Chidi to admit that he loves her. Mm-hmm. This giant pinnacle of a woman is just towering over everybody. Mm-hmm. Man, she really does lord over everybody, right? And when Eleanor's grasping her shoulders, like, looking up at her, like, holy <laughs> crap, Eleanor's tiny compared to Tahani. We know that, but, yeah. like, I always get surprised. Like, mm-hmm. wow, she is really tall. Yeah, she is. I like that Eleanor is the bigger person here. It shows her growth. Immediately, she doesn't want to have this fight. She doesn't want to be that person anymore. Yeah. But you know that Eleanor was exactly that person. Oh, 100%. You know, on Earth. So at it this point, like... she's saying, no, we're not going to be that kind of person. I've done it. I've been there before. And it wasn't good. Exactly. I wasn't a classy person. And I'm not proud of my behavior. I don't like that person. I don't mm-hmm. want to be them. And then she apologizes for keeping Jason's identity a secret. And it's interesting when Tahani comes in, she tells Chidi like he doesn't know. And she just assumes Chidi has no idea. Because has Chidi admitted at this point that he knew about Eleanor? No. Because they were going to talk about it in the waiting room at Michael's office. Mm -hmm. But they never got a chance because of the whole situation that came up with Trevor. Right. They got interrupted. And then we get into our Eleanor and Tahani bonding. Very cute. I like that they're poking fun at the BBC. Saying, yeah. well, it ran for 16 years. It did nearly 30 episodes. Like, oh, oh my goodness. honey, no. Mm. Yeah. I found that very frustrating because I really loved this one show on the BBC called Miranda. And every season would have like six episodes. Mm-hmm. I was like, this hurts my Canadian soul. I'm used to having like 24 episodes a season. And yep. I just wanted way more Miranda hijinks. So I was very sad. Because in total, I think there's like 15 episodes, maybe 18. Mm -hmm. I think less than 20. Three seasons. Yeah. Three series of Miranda, less than 20 episodes. Yeah. And then they call everything a series, Mm -hmm. which is confusing to me because a series seems, in my mind, to be like, well, the entire thing. Every season of a show. Not just one season of a show. Mm -hmm. Britain confuses me. And then Sherlock has like three episodes per series. Yeah. Yeah, and that's rough. Like, I know they're movie length, but it's rough for fans when they have to wait, like, years and they only get three. Yeah. Oh, sad. Black Mirror did the same. Mm-hmm. Except for season three when Netflix took over. They started doing more? Yeah, I think there was six episodes in series three. Oh, wow. It's double the length already. Uh, it's like if we had 42 episodes per season. Woo-wee! Wait, that doesn't make sense. Why? Whatever. My math is wrong, but I never said that this was a math podcast, okay? So don't get mad at me. Welcome to MathCast with Jason and Vivian. One plus one equals two. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think. We're not here to make assertations. But what does one even mean? Let's break down the yeah. number one. Okay, no. All right. Let's 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 continue. <laughs> um, what did you think of the show, uh, Deirdre and Margaret? I'd watch it. It looked like something that 
It would be a show about Jason and Tahani. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Obviously, she's showing this so that she can kind of be smug about her intelligence. And Eleanor's like, oh, well, I'd obviously be Margaret, right? But she's not an idiot. She's not going around licking paintings. Right. That's more like Jason. Eating electrical tape off the roll. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that show is about Tahani and Jason in the future. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I didn't think about that comparison. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is really mean of you to watch this with Eleanor mm-hmm. and then slightly kind of remark that it's sort of a comparison to the two of you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, wasn't the classiest move. So when Chidi and Michael are discussing his dilemma, he says that fake Eleanor being selected accidentally and then you bonding with her could have shifted the formula. So this made me wonder... Can it change after death? And then if so, how can soulmates really exist? Exactly. That defeats the whole purpose. That's not what soulmates are. They can't be changed. Yeah, that's the the whole idea is that you have the one and you've had it your entire life and will continue to have that one soulmate. Unless you have, like, I'm sure Michael's insinuating is you have, let's pretend you have a list of names 50 names on one piece of paper and then you put them side by side with another list of 50 names on another piece of paper. So all the names match up. Now shift one of the pieces of paper up one and now they're all off. Maybe that's what he's insinuating happened. Okay. The list got switched a little bit. Got nudged. So So then everybody's just got the wrong soulmate. They're all paired incorrectly. Right. Okay. But in my mind, I was thinking, oh, so because Chidi's life went in a different direction, you know, meeting fake Eleanor and bonding with her, his afterlife going he in a has different direction. changed and then therefore might not actually be soulmates with the real Eleanor anymore. Mm. And then I started to think, well, then if that just means that when you change, your soulmate is not the same person anymore, that who's to say work. that you won't change in your afterlife right exactly it yeah so that's I like, why i don't get that concept of soulmates yeah i like your changes. explanation better though because that makes more sense in it's the like world. a clerical error yeah then that makes more sense but i guess the way he says it makes it seem like it is still a possibility for fake eleanor to be his soulmate and then that's confusing right right he's thinking well maybe there was a mistake but maybe there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There's no way to find out. That's the problem. He doesn't know of a way to find out. Yeah. And why do you think that Chidi doesn't mention Tahani's name to Michael when he's giving him all the options that he's considering? Do he doesn't think... give anybody's name. Well, no, but he knows, obviously, that Chidi is stuck between real Eleanor and fake Eleanor. But then later with the frozen he yogurt, the third yogurt, he adds yeah. the third frozen yogurt that's, of course, piled super high. <laughs> I just got that. That's perfect, right? Yep. Um, Fancy yogurt, really tall. Yeah. Yep. But do you think he doesn't mention Tahani because he doesn't want to expose Jason? Or does he just not because he wants to keep his options as limited as possible? No, that's a good thought. Not mm-hmm. wanting to expose Jason, that makes sense. I didn't think about that. Right, because if he says, oh, do you, it might be Tahani that's actually my soulmate. Like, and then Michael could be like, but she already has a soulmate. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. That's why he doesn't do it. I think that's that's why he doesn't at least say the name because right. it eventually becomes clear that he has told Michael that there is a potential third party. But it seems to me like Tahani's really barely on the radar. You know, like it's really between real Eleanor and fake Eleanor. Yeah, I don't think that he's really considering Tahani at this point. No. But he has her there because she confessed her love to him. And he's like, well, I guess I have to add her as yeah. like a data point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm certain that I made like two Tahani cheaty shippers very mad right now. I know mm -hmm. you won't take it personally, but the other two people that voted. I'm going to start three... throwing things. <laughs> and then Eleanor decides to bond with Tahani by putting extensions in her hair. And mm -hmm. it's very sweet. Mm -hmm. They look god-awful. They look cheap, and they are cheap. Yep. It's nice because Eleanor finally has a moment of vulnerability when she opens up just a little bit to Tahani, which she hasn't really done in the past. Like About she's, her personal life. Yeah, she's been there for her, but she hasn't really told her any personal information. Mm -hmm. That's mainly been reserved for Chidi. She says to her, when I was 14, I had to make myself look older to get a job, which is just another hint at what Eleanor's life was like. Mm -hmm. And 14 is fairly young to get a job. It really is. I think yeah. the youngest is 15 here. You yeah. had a 15-year-old working at Staples with me. You still need to get parental permission, though. Yes, you do. The four of them considering everybody as a potential mate. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of community. Oh, really? When they're all sitting around the study group table talking about we're all potential mates. We can all look at each other as potential. And then everyone looks at each other and Abed raises his eyebrows and Annie and Britta look at each other like, and Like, ooh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pierce looks around like, hey, and everyone Shirley's like, oh. <laughs> They're yeah. all like, no, no, not you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is kind of nice. And then, of course, Eleanor feels like she has this great big epiphany. Like, maybe Jason and I are meant to be together. Yeah, holy crap. We had a yeah. single moment. And they call back to the pilot. And that was Which great because I was... You brought it up. I was waiting for that. Like, when that happened in the pilot, I thought, oh, there's something here. You know? And then we just didn't do anything they with it. They acknowledged it ten episodes later. Yeah, score! Yeah. That's how I felt, Jason. Don't make fun. It nope. is how I felt. I won't diminish your your feelings. My excitement. Nope. But then, of course, Janet comes in and interrupts them. All right, so let's continue. Janet interrupts Eleanor and Tahani's chat with an announcement. She and Jason are getting married. Immediately. Michael tries a couple exercises with Chidi to help him identify his true soulmate. In a flashback, Chidi fails his friend's best man test. And dies when an air conditioner falls on him. What a tragic end. This is the first time we see someone's death in this show. All right. We At this point, we don't know how Tahani died, or Jason, or Eleanor. Like, we know how Eleanor died, but we haven't seen it. Yes. Yeah. It's been so explained to us. This is the first death we see. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if we get to view all the other ones. Not mm -hmm. that this was particularly graphic. It's not like... We saw it chop his head off or no, something. It was kind of comical, like almost like in the cartoons when a piano falls on somebody. Yeah, but he died from that. Like, yeah. that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. 
the CG in that moment was not on point. It wasn't great. It wasn't good. It did good. its job. It was not good. Okay. All right. You're probably a little more critical of that stuff than I am. But I'm okay with it not being great. It's not the type of show where you really need it to be fantastic. No. My belief is already suspended enough for a show based around an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Michael's exercise with Chidi, this idea that you will instinctively know what is right mm-hmm. when it happens, reminded me of a Friends episode where they all ask each other a series of questions and they try to answer as quickly as possible yeah. so that they're not thinking. And then, of course, Joey accidentally, on purpose, asks Ross, would you rather sleep with Monica or Rachel? And Ross just looks at him like, Monica's my sister. Yeah, and he's like, that's disgusting, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but don't think about it. <laughs> wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You should no. have put Phoebe's name in there. Phoebe and Rachel. Yeah, Phoebe and Rachel, you gotta think of context here. But I guess in his mind, Chidi would never be able to actually just participate in that kind of exercise. It's a fun thing you can do by yourself. Mm -hmm. If you ever aren't sure, just flip a coin. And they say, you'll you'll feel like which one you hope it lands on. Mm -hmm. Just a little tiny part of you. If you don't look at it right away, you think, I kind of hope it's heads. Yeah. And then you look at it and, or you don't even look at it because you just got your answer. Or you look at the, uh, the answer you did get and you see whether or not you're happy or disappointed with that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Jason and Janet's wedding. Yeah. It's amazing. It's completely <laughs> ridiculous. It is. But the music, Jason's rip away sleeves, the vows, it's absolutely perfect. Totally on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that Eleanor and Tahani are just... The only ones there. Mm-hmm. They're clapping. They're laughing. They're loving it. And they're kind of watching with like an interest that you have when you're looking at animals. Or a car crash. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, both you of can't those. look away. It's yeah. crazy. It's unraveling right in front of you and you can't stop watching it. And Darcy Carden and Manny Jacinto are just so charming in this mm-hmm. scene. Jason is so giddy, you know, when he comes in and he's doing his little dance, his little strut. And tears he, off his sleeves. Yeah, and he's like, watch this, guys. And he tears them off and just flings them away. Oh, he's so happy and he's watching Janet come down the, the steps. And he just has this childlike glee on his face. It's exactly. It's so endearing, even childlike though... Childlike glee. It's perfect. What? And you just decided just right now? Like, do you want to marry her? Like, of course, this is ridiculous. And that's why I absolutely love when Janet says, if anybody has any objections, let me know. Mm-hmm. And then both Tahani and Eleanor are like, well, yeah, of course we do. <laughs> this is insane. What are you doing? And they're laughing while they're saying it. And yeah. Janet says, overruled. So she says, overruled. And by the power vested in me, by me, do you think that Janet just like ordained herself on the internet? Probably like five seconds ago. But the more interesting thing is when she says to Jason, I want you to be my husband. Because in that moment, she makes a choice. She makes a choice. And that is one step closer, in my mind, to personhood. And do you think that she says this because she wants to make Jason happy? Because that's my interpretation. She is programmed to make people happy. So... If Jason wants her to marry him, 
then she wants to marry him. Or would she say it differently? Like she would say, I'm marrying you because you asked me to. I think it's purposeful that she doesn't say something like that. I think that we're inching her closer and closer to personhood. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that. I like that idea. Not opposed to it. And the way that Darcy Carden says that line is very sincere. Yeah. And I really buy it in that moment that that's something that she also wants. Mm -hmm. I'm not certain about the motivations. I know that, of course, she wants to make Jason happy. Maybe she's not aware. Maybe she doesn't know why she wants it. She Mm -hmm. just does. Yeah. And she's unsure why. Because, like Eleanor, she's unsure of the emotions. Because she's never felt them before. Oh. So maybe something's happening. Mm. See, I like this. I like that idea. We could be getting some growth. Some Janet growth. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the big things when we were trying to figure out, okay, is she a person or not? One of the points on the criteria was whether or not they have their own desires, their own goals in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so her saying, I want you... To be my husband, that's big. That like seems those specific very words. Yeah. Like, that's not an accident by the writers. It can't be. That's not like, yes, I will take you as my husband. It's personal. It's her wanting to do something. Yeah. All the other parts of her speech saying, well, you were kind to me, and that's that's what love is supposed to be about because I researched all this stuff. All of that feels very robot. Yeah, very Janet. Very Janet. Just that one line. Mm -hmm. That one line was like, oh, are we doing something different here? What's happening here? Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. It's just a tiny little nugget. It's like a seed that's just just barely been planted. Yeah. For potential episodes. Maybe in the future you can look back and say, you know what? They kind of hinted at it. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm going to be watching out for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Then when Jason and Janet are having their their dance, Tahani says, Michael will certainly find out about this sooner rather than later, but I won't be the one who tells him. I can't do that to Jianyu. Now this is the in the extended version. Why do you think she suddenly feels like she owes something to Jason? Because she was mean to him? Yeah, but he lied to her. But he's dumb. That's like getting mad at a dog for scratching the couch or something they don't know any better okay i just think jason's really dumb and i think love humanizes him to her probably Mm -hmm. yeah she doesn't see him as a nuisance anymore she sees him as somebody with feelings Mm -hmm. side note do you think that jason actually loves janet like it's real love i think he thinks he does okay and i guess that's really all it needs to be right right Like you said earlier, it's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And if he's never felt like that before, maybe he hasn't. Yeah, we don't know. But do you think any of them have actually been in love before? Because we already said that we think Eleanor hasn't been. Yep, we already know that Chidi has not. Yep, he said it um, a few episodes back, and then we're getting maybe an idea that Jason never loved somebody before. I think the reason why. I think that is because he's so rash. As soon as he realizes that he loves Janet, he says, oh, let's get married. So I think if that had been something common in his life on Earth, then he probably would have been married several times. He would (laughs) have been like, 
hey, that stripper's hot. Let's get married, yo. Let's get married. And then he would have just a bunch of divorces, which is possible. Like, they could explore that next season. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But would that make him more tragic? String of divorces. (laughs) Broken marriages. No, it would be it would make more sense if he had a bunch of wives still because he didn't know he had to divorce them. <laughs> He's just that dumb. Yeah, and he never actually got them married properly legally. Right. He just like got his buddy to say a few look up some lines online and say a few things like, "Yo, by the power vested in like, I don't know this burger over here? Yeah, let's you're married now. <laughs> Lay one on her, babe." Oh my god. Okay. I like that his friends are calling him babe. Sure, why not? cute. Other side note, why do you think everybody keeps calling him Jianyu when they know he's not Jianyu? This drives me crazy. Like, it's actually a pet peeve of mine. Because Eleanor still calls him Jianyu half the time. It all depends on who they're talking to. And then Tahani still calls him Jianyu? Only when it's respectful. What do you mean respectful? How is it ever respectful? It's not his name. Because that's the person that she thought he was. So it's a more sophisticated thing. It's it's like calling back to when she believed that he was her soulmate. So he's Jianyu when she cares about him. And he's Jason when he's being a jerk. I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's annoying. That's I think fine. it's stupid. It just bugs me. Cause it's... I like it. Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> I don't know. It just is incorrect, right? You don't know who this Jianyu guy is. You don't even know if he's dead. Like it's, it's like calling somebody a nickname and then calling them their full name. Like, if I called you Vivian... Yeah. And then calling you V. There's, like, a casual and there's a formal. But n- that's not his name. So nicknames aren't people's names. No, but... V isn't your name. No, but Jianyu has nothing to do with Jason. So to me, it just seems like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, he's whatever. Some people are nicknamed like Rocket Pants. Let's get Rocket Pants over here. And their real name's Joe. Come on. Okay, You yeah. can't get mad at people for their nicknames. If I wrongfully thought that your name was Peter for like a year and then you say, no, my name is Jason... I'm when not going to keep calling you Peter. It's not you, your name. I think you would. If, whenever you were mad at me, you'd be like, uh, all right, Peter, go wash the dishes. Nope. I wouldn't call you that. I find it frustrating. Okay. Because then a lot of people online will call him Jianyu. It's not his name. That's not who he is. He tells everybody they should start calling him by his real name. It's just a thing. I know maybe it doesn't make a lot of sense. And maybe it just seems like I'm really complaining about this, but it gets on my nerves. Ugh. Okay. I think a lot of the shipping of Tahani and Eleanor comes from this episode. Of course, when Eleanor is playing with Tahani's hair, it's very sweet. And then they have this really nice moment at the end of the episode when Tahani says, thank you for being such a good friend to me today. And Eleanor responds with, of course, hot stuff. I got your back. Mm-hmm. And it's very sweet. I think in those moments, it's really where the shippers are beginning. You know, they see something, they're grabbing hold to it. I get it. I totally get it. Eleanor knows that Dahani's a babe. Oh, yeah. She knows. Yeah, she's she's very aware. aware. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if Tahani sees Eleanor that way at all. Probably not. She'd be like, oh, honey, that's so sweet. I think I'll throw you a bone if I must. Here, have a little smooch. That's That's all you get. Oh, okay. So maybe that's how it'll begin next season. <laughs> right. And yeah. then she'll be like, what are all these feelings? 
Where did they come from? I've only had them when with my good friend Leo. Oh my god. And Tahani gets this little look on her face when Eleanor says, if I had known you, Tahani, and Chidi on Earth, I might have for real gotten into the good place. She has like... An idea. Like her head like raises up quickly and like, oh. Oh. That's when she had her idea. Yeah. Yeah. She epiphanated all over the place. It's interesting wondering like, well, what's her idea here? What is she... What is she thinking? Mm -hmm. You know? I like it. I like that she's got a plan. And the episode pretty much ends on not it doesn't feel like a cliffhanger to me it just feels like a two-parter and it feels like this episode should be a double episode the way it ends yeah mm-hmm. definitely because it's just hey i've got an idea let's go talk to michael that's okay it. Done. It's like commercial break no it's it's over but we know that's going to be addressed we know yeah and then chidi in this scene the poor guy it's clear that he's like finally about to make a decision and then it's ripped away from him because all the options just suddenly fall away. All his potential mates just run away. Yeah. And I think Tahani's makes a lot of sense. You know, that she just saw that he was being kind to her. She grabbed hold to him when she was feeling low. Mm -hmm. But Eleanor's, as we discussed before, I don't believe. Yeah, because when Eleanor is telling him like, oh, I just, this love is probably just feeling of friendship blah 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 Mm. he doesn't seem too happy he seems like a little oh well crap so he seems bummed when she's just talking her way out of her feelings Mm -hmm. i think so and i think it's really confusing for him to suddenly have all of these options taken away from him because now it's just real eleanor right and that's exactly where he was before yeah but He's on the receiving end of somebody like him, choosing something and then changing their minds. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Eleanor think about chose that. him. It's like, oh, I love you. And then she's like, wait, no, never mind. No, no. No, it was a mistake. My bad. It must be really frustrating for him because he's like, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to make a decision. Finally. And then he gets there, and it's just the opportunity to do that has been ripped away from him. Mm-hmm. But I love his responses in this scene because all he says really is, what? 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 And it's perfect. Four what's in four different ways. Yeah. Just Jason and Janet got married. Oh. What? What? (laughs) Like, I'm just just so confused. What's happening here? And I love that they're talking to him like he's aware of the circumstances. You're at a wedding, bro. Yeah. And Tahani says to him, well, what Jianyu and Janet have is true love. What? I didn't even know they were a thing. Like, When did this happen? Oh, about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, about 10 minutes ago. You were not aware, but we've had enough champagne that we're getting on our way to being drunk. <laughs> so we got to go talk to Michael. No time to explain. Mm-hmm. And I love that we end on Janet and Jason dancing to InSync's Digital Get Down. That's an actual song. It is an actual song. I looked it up. I, I apologize. Found the I thought it was just for the show because it sounded terrible. No, it's an insane song. <laughs> okay, it still um, sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. It's not great. I looked up the lyrics. I listened to the song a couple times. It's no deep meaning, okay? Like, it's not hard to read into. Well, it's Janet's digital. No, but it's They're basically... They're getting down. Boogieing. True. 
The song is a lot more sexual than that, though. Gotcha. It's about having what we would consider now Skype sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, hey, baby, we can connect even if we're like miles apart because you can like take your clothes off on camera for me. Whatever. That's not the lyrics. I will post the lyrics in the show notes just so you can go and look at them. But yeah, it's a ridiculous song that was clearly made in like the early 2000s. So I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah. Now we do have a spoiler zone after the music. So if you have watched the show from the first episode to the last episode, then you can join us for some spoiler talk. And if you haven't, Steer clear. Turn back now. Because there's nothing good. Alright. So that's the end of Forking Bullshit, a Multiverse Radio production. If you like our show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. This is the best way for others to find the show. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share, you can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio and use the hashtag FBullshirt. Or you can find us on Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. And as always, you can send us an email from our website, www.multiverseradio.ca. We will see you next week for our review of episode 11, What's My Motivation? So be sure to join us for that discussion, too. All right. Well, thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Spoiling everything, spoiling movies, spoiling food. Deb finds out about Dexter. Ooh, that's a dirty spoiler because nobody cares. Harsh. I still love the show, even if it ended with the biggest garbage bag of. <laughs> I'm <everything>. a lumberjack. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack and I kill people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to the good place. All right, back to the good place. Obviously, Michael's plan is just to. Cheaty feel the most anxious as possible? Everything he does with Cheaty is just torturing him. And that's all I can say. It's just torture. Everything. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. It is, but at the same time, it seems like he might be helping him a little bit. When he's telling yeah. him, like, your indecision, you know, caused you so much grief in your life on Earth, you have to change now. And it's interesting that he would even bother to do that. Or Maybe do you think he just, he just doesn't think it's possible? I think that's probably it. Yeah. It's like he doesn't think that people can actually change, so even if he tells Chidi, Chidi will just go in this round and round and round of feeling terrible that he can't change, that he can't be better at this. Mhm. Okay. And then of course we find out in the finale that Chidi's indecision was the main reason he didn't make it into the good place. Mm-hmm. Which is really sad. Yep. And pretty petty. Yeah, kinda. Oh, you don't know how to make a decision? Well, time to go to hell. Well, I think it wasn't so much that. It was because he was so indecisive. He frustrated everybody around him. He was him, hurting everyone around him. And right. he put out all this negative energy into the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. And I think that the not-so-real Eleanor convinces Eleanor that she's in love with 
Chidi because it's a man that she cannot have. And it's going to drive her to be hurt. Yeah. And then Eleanor just completely reverses the whole situation. Like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm not in love with him. It's all good. Dang it. My torture didn't work. It didn't take. Mm-hmm. Um, Time to try a new routine. Yeah, but how crushing would it be to realize that you were in love for the first time in your life, but it's with someone you can't have because they are literally destined to be with someone else? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> that would be the worst. Yeah, That's it like really would be. It's like what Alanis Morissette says. It's like meeting the man of your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. Alanis, you just get it. She you just it. get it, girl. She just gets it. Wasn't that ironic? Oh my god. <laughs> what do you think Michael's uh, game plan was at this moment? Because he says that they're going to work on a defense for Eleanor. But then, of course, everything that they do in this episode keeps them from doing that exact thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So do you think he's trying to keep them from getting any real work done so that when the time comes, they're unprepared and they'll blame themselves? Probably. And then... Because he can't send Eleanor to a bad place. She's already there. Right. He can't have her go. So yeah, his end goal is keeping her here, which in turn he's hoping, I think, will make everybody worse. Because mm-hmm. Eleanor is still spending time with Chidi, who is going to be spending time with the real Eleanor. Which is going to be messing up with Tahani and Jason's relationship, which isn't actually going to be happening. Mm-hmm. And Jason's going to have to keep hiding, because he's still going to be married with to Janet, and then he's got to hide that. And So do you think at this point Michael's plan is just to keep them in this limbo? I think so. Okay. What do you mean? Keep him in the limbo. Well, keep them in be- in this space between knowing, like, Eleanor knowing she wants to be there and everybody seeming to support her, but in that space between that realization and the judge, Sean, showing up and actually making a decision. Oh, no. I totally think the judge is going to come. Sean is going to make the decision and... The result will be Eleanor staying in the good place. Mm-hmm. And she'll think that they've won. Yeah. But there's going to be still all these personalities clashing. So I think that's what Michael is hoping to happen. Okay. So Michael is essentially hoping to... This whole situation that he's put into right now, Michael having to call in the judge and having Trevor come... He didn't expect that to happen. He's improvising at no, this point. No, no. And he says that he's been scrambling, right? Like, yeah. this isn't something that he uh, planned for at all. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just really feels like he's unable to come up with a plan at this point. Right. I think he's going with the flow. Yeah. And as soon as the judge shows up and figures out what to do, mm-hmm. maybe then he'll have a better idea. It just seems to me... That Michael should have expected him to get caught. I know. Totally. Because at this point, they're so close to it, right? Michael just wants everything to go back the way it was. Mm -hmm. 
So I think he's hoping that this judge situation is going to reset the whole conundrum. Eleanor is going to feel like she belongs. Yada, yada, yada. But if she feels like she belongs, how is it still hell? Yeah. Yeah. That's... I think Michael honestly had no... Say that again. I think that Michael really had no other choice than to reset everything at that point. And it's too far gone. Yeah. The whole experiment's just out the window. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just, he's so proud and like he really needs his experiment to work. So he's just hoping he can reel it in and fix it. Yeah, I think so. But he just can't. There's no way. No. It's, yeah, at this point it is already too far gone. Yeah. Agreed. And, uh, and then, of course, you have his assistant, Janet, you know, marrying Jason. And that's for real. That's for real, guys. Yeah, like, that happens. It's really a thing. Um, I think at that moment he's like, oh, man, I'm even losing control of the neighborhood. <laughs> like, okay, this isn't going how I thought it might. My guidance system, my my navigators marrying my experimentees. Yeah, like, no, this is just unsalvageable. Yeah. Yeah. Watching this episode again after knowing that it's all a bad place mm-hmm. really makes me appreciate all of Michael's little nuances. Mm-hmm. Like holding up the whiteboard marker and the pen, like looking at Chidi in the eyes, like you just need to make one decision. Just which, a small Just decision. a small one. We'll start small. One or the other, and you just, it's so malicious, and it's so, such a tiny little question, and he knows that Chidi is boiling inside, and it's great to see William Jackson Harper, the turmoil on his face, he's such a great actor, Mm -hmm. you can just, he doesn't have to say a single thing, just, you know that it's like, anxiety ridden, his chest is probably like, oh yeah. Um, you know that his heart is probably beating incredibly fast and he's starting to sweat and it's just this panicked look on his face. That's like you're the star of a one-man play and you get up in front of the audience of thousands and you freeze. Oh my god, nightmare. Little literal nightmare, right? Yeah. Yeah. Michael's doing a great job. And I can really see how Michael is being backed up by the not-so-real Eleanor in this moment, Mm -hmm. who's, of course, distracting Eleanor from the goal, right? Like, creating a defense, and also leading all of them down this path of insecurity and um, about their romantic partners, right? And that's a big source of anxiety for a lot of people, romance Mm -hmm. and... Wondering who's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, they're kind of all creating their own anxiety. Yeah. Real, not so real Eleanor is... She doesn't really have to do a whole lot. No, she just nudges. Yeah, just tiny little nudges and they just go. Yeah. They run with it and it's great. That's why they're perfect for this experiment. So Bomba John. Yeah. He's an actor, right? Yep. Which is great because... He doesn't do anything bad. No, he, he just, just kind of sits there and is calming. He gives Eleanor a hug. Seems to be a nice guy. Yeah, no, he he genuinely does seem to be a nice guy. He's just furthering what not so real Eleanor is saying mm-hmm. when he's uh, 
when he's counting off the amount of times that Eleanor has said Chidi's name. Yeah. And in that moment, I was laughing because uh, when they're they're both sitting there writing stuff down, I was thinking, okay, but you guys are not actually lawyers, right? You were never <laughs> actually lawyers. So I was reminded of that scene in Gravity Falls where one of the characters whose name is um, has slipped my mind at this moment... But he pretends like he's writing something down, and that's exactly what he writes. He's like, I am pretending to write something down. Mm, mm-hmm. And he pretends to think about it, like, hmm, yeah, I'm definitely considering this thing that I totally wrote down. Mm-hmm. That's how I assume they were acting this entire scene. I was like, they're probably just writing just nonsense words. Or just scribbling. Not even writing. Like the great scene in The Big Lebowski when... This guy's taking an important phone call and he's jotting down on a piece of paper and Lebowski's, Jeff Bridges is watching him like, oh, I wonder what he's writing down. And the guy leaves and Jeff Bridges goes up and does the, the, oh, the old pencil trick. He shades over top of it to highlight what was written on the other page. Mm-hmm. And it's just a picture of a penis. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Terrible. Anyway. All right. Well, I think that's all the spoilers uh, I have for today. Yep. Yep. It's a pretty straightforward episode. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next few. Yeah, we got entrance of the introduction of the medium place. Mm-hmm. The journey to the medium place meeting. Mindy. Yeah, meeting Mindy. And yeah, we got a big some, reveal. We've got like it feels to me like a three part finale. Yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. And the last two episodes did air together. Yeah. We will not be doing like an extra long episode no. uh, reviewing both those of those episodes separate. together. We are going to separate them just for the sake of time. I think that about does it, guys. That about does it. Thanks for joining us in the Spoiler Zone. Thank you. Bye, guys. See you next week.